Look at the stars. Look, look up at the skies. Oh, look at all the fire folk sitting in the air. The bright burrows, the circle citadels there. Down in dim woods, the diamond delves, the elves' eyes. The gray lawns cold where gold, where quick gold lies. Wind beat white beam, airy abeals set on a flare. Flake doves sent floating forth at a farmyard scare. Ah, well, it is all a purchase, all is a price, prize. Buy then, bid then, what? Prayer, patience, alms, vows. Look, look, a May mess like on orchard boughs. Look, March bloom like on mealed with yellow sallows. These are indeed the barn. With indoors house the shocks. This peace, bright paling, shuts the spouse. Christ home, Christ and his mother and all his hallows. Today in worship we are met with the aroma of incense, a star illuminating the night as if it were day, priests with chests of gold and flowing robes. The first Gentiles have found their way to the Messiah. The story we hear today is filled with images and smells and sounds. It's a story of contrast the rich gifts of wealthy priests laid before the homeless family displaced to Bethlehem. It's a story of upheaval. The Jewish king by might, Herod is upstaged by the prince of peace for all people, Jesus the infant in the manger. It is this story that marks the beginning of Epiphany, an illumination to appear to show a manifestation, all of creation, working in concert and celebration of Jesus. Today, we hear the story and we remember that God has chosen this place, this planet, these creatures. And so we remember guests and gifts. And we remember that death is always waiting for Jesus even in the celebration of his birth. We remember that love has brought us here and love will lead us home. And so as we have done uh, on Epiphany Sundays in the past, we ask a host of poets to welcome us into this season. And so I offer up this first offering um, from Alfred Lord Tennyson. In memoriam. Oh, yet we must trust that somehow good will be the final goal of ill. To pangs of nature, sins of will, defects of doubt, and taints of blood, that nothing walks with aimless feet, that not one life 
shall be destroyed or cast as rubbish to the void when God hath made the pile complete. That not a worm in cloven in vain, that not a moth with vain desire is shriveled in a fruitless fire or but subserves another's gain. Behold, we know not anything. I can but trust that good shall fall at last, far off, at last to all, in every winter change to spring. So runs my dreams, but what am I? An infant crying in the night. An infant crying for the light and with no language but a cry. Our next poem is Star of the Nativity by Joseph Brodsky. In the cold season, in a locality accustomed to heat more than to cold, to horizontality more than to a mountain, a child was born in a cave in order to save the world. Uh, it blew as only in deserts in winter it blows, athwart. To him, all things seemed enormous. His mother's breast, the steam out of the ox's nostrils, Casper, Baltazar, Melchior, the team of magi, their presence heaped by the door ajar. He was but a dot, and a dot was the star. Keenly, without blinking, through pallid, stray clouds, upon the child in the manger, from far away, from the depth of the universe, from its opposite end, the star was looking into the cave. And that was the father's stare. This reading is taken from the Roman Breviary at Louds, a uh, liturgy for the Epiphany. Uh, it should be on the uh, screen. The congregation will read the yellow. I'll read the white. I hope you can distinguish them. Bethlehem, of noblest cities, none can once with thee compare. Thou alone, the Lord of heaven, didst for us incarnate bear. By its lambent beauty guided, see the eastern kings appear. See them bend their gifts to offer gifts of incense, gold, and myrrh. Together, we Jesus, in thy brightness, to the Gentile world displayed, with the Father and the Spirit, endless praise to thee be paid. Uh, our next poem is by Madeline Langle. Uh, it's called One King's Epiphany. 
I shall miss the stars, not that I shall stop looking as they pattern their wild will each night across an inchoate sky, but I must see them with a different awe. If I trace their flames ascending and descending, relationships and correspondences, then I deny what they have just revealed, the sum of their oppositions, juxtapositions, led me to the end of all sums, a long journey, cold, dark, and uncertain, toward the ultimate equation. How can I understand? If I turn back from this, compelled to seek all answers in the stars, then this, who they have led me to, is not the one they said. They will have lied. No stars are liars. My life on their truth. If they had lied about this, I could never trust their power again. But I believe they showed the truth, truth breathing, truth whom I have touched with my own hands, worshipped with my gifts. If I have bowed, made obeisance to this final arithmetic, I cannot ask the future from the stars without betraying the one whom they have led me to. It will be hard not ask just once again, see by mathematical forecast where he will grow, where go, what kingdom conquer, what crown wear. But would it not be going beyond truth, the obscene reductio ad absurdum, to lose my faith in truth once and once for all revealed in the full dayspring of the sun? I cannot go back to night, O oh, truth, O oh, small and unexpected thing, you have taken so much from me. How can I bear wisdom's pain? But I have been shown, and I have seen. Yes, I shall miss the stars. Our scripture will be read in two languages today, first in English by Nina, and then in Mandarin by Xu Ting. Matthew 2, 1 to 12, The Visit of the Magi. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time where the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you find him... Bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. 
On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and mirth. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Matai 希律王就召来祭司长和律法教师问他们基督在哪里降生呢他们回答说在犹太的伯利恒因为先知这样记载犹太地区的伯利恒啊你在犹大各城中并不是最小的因为有一位君王要从你那里出来牧养我的以色列
slow down and unbend your tired form. These bright hours circle round us, let the gentle wings unfurl. Swift and sweetly down the roadside, singing joy to the world. Oh.